Now, today I have a message that every person in this room needs to hear. It's not like, oh, I don't need this or I've heard this before. Don't ever say that. That's like saying, well, I read the Bible once. Yeah, I've been to Walmart once too. But I need to go back and back and back and back. <laughs> the Bible is something we have every day. You know, just get in the habit because God's words never changes. And every word is inspired by God. And of course, especially in the New Testament and the epistles. And we see many principles in the old that carry over. They're wonderful. But spend time also in the New Testament. But if you do that every morning, do your Bible reading plan and, and a couple devotions, it'll change your life. Those of you that receive uh, my uh, devotions, raise your hand. Okay, I send them out to about 50-some people every day because I want to. I love helping people. And, uh, but let me tell you this. I'm going to give you a few scriptures to start with and just re realize this. I wrote this down this morning. Let these scriptures and this message today help develop strong faith in the will of God. We need to have strong faith concerning God's will for your life. Amen? Yes. And it, it, we, we have to have that knowing on the inside. How many here today know you're saved and going to heaven? You're, you, know, you, you know that. How many know that changed your life? It says in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, If any man be in Christ, in Christ he's a new creation. All things are passed away and all things have become new. What's so exciting about being saved? You're going to heaven instead of hell. That's pretty exciting. Amen. It's pretty exciting to know you're going to heaven one day. Here are some scriptures today. And, and to the Christian, you know, we have those that are, we have salvation. This is what God's word says. We have healing. We have deliverance, soundness of mind. We have safety. We have Psalm 91. Amen. We have Hebrews 1.14. Are they not all ministering spirits, angels sent forth for the heirs of salvation? So we have the joy of assigning angels to our travels. We have Psalm 91. No evil shall befall us. Neither nor any plague come near our dwelling. Amen? Amen? We have so many promises. In 3 John 2, the, the prophet pray, apostle prayed, Beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. And then it says, Then everything we put our hand to shall prosper. Psalm 512 says, And favor shall surround you as a shield. And then we have that scripture I love so much. Because I always tell people that say, well, I want to grow, I want to prosper, I want to get rid of cigarettes, I want to get through this. I say, well, how big and how strong is your want to? Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things, what? Through Christ, who strengthens me in the inner man. We've got to become strong in the Lord and know his word. So I'm going to share some scriptures today that will help you. Uh, receive your healing. Healing is for you. Write that down. Healing is for you. That It is God's will, and I'm going to prove it today. I don't care what some denominational minister said or somebody that didn't know what they're talking about. 
People have said like, oh, you know, maybe God put that on you for a reason. Lie, lie, lie. God did not put sickness on you. Now, if you are facing some challenges in your life, which everybody has faced symptoms and getting rid of and all that, in the midst of that, you reapply your faith. And you keep, don't, don't say I tried that once. That's like saying I tried marriage once or, you know, I tried working once. No, you just keep on living by faith. And you continue to speak the word over your life, over your body, over your family. Amen. And we grow in faith. Amen. People, sometimes people have come into a church that believes in prosperity and healing and walk in the good life. And they, they try it for one Sunday and, and they say, well, it didn't happen on Monday, so I'm not going back. That stuff doesn't work. Hello? That'd be like going planting a tomato seed and the next day looking at, didn't grow, it doesn't look, it look like we're going to have no tomatoes. How many know what I'm talking about? We've got to hold fast to the promises of God without wavering. It isn't God that needs to change, it's us. We are the ones that are to renew our mind and be transformed. Amen? So I'm saying that to say this, I believe if you get a hold of this today, you can begin to release your faith. You won't have to wait for a minister to come by. You can begin to release your faith every day for healing in your body. Okay, Matthew 8, 17. I'm just going to give you these four or five scriptures to start the message. Uh, it says, then it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. Isaiah 53, verse 4 and 5, Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities, and the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. I'll just throw this scripture in for free. Galatians 5, 13 says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. If you were to look up the curse of the law in Deuteronomy chapter 28, it involved poverty, sickness, and eternal death. He's redeemed us from that. And he's come to give us life and life more abundantly. He went to the cross and shed his precious blood, as said in Peter, to redeem our life and forgive us of all our sins and heal our bodies. That's the story of redemption, my friends. And we can thank God every day, amen, for that. 1 Peter 2.24 goes right along with these scriptures I've read. He personally bore our sins in his own body on the tree. Thank the Lord for that. As then on the altar and offered himself on it. This is the Amplified Bible. That we might die, cease to exist, to sin. And live to righteousness. And by his wounds you have been healed. Amen. It says that... In, in Isaiah says, we were healed. Amen? 1 Peter 2.24, we were healed. Okay, Psalm 103 says about, don't forget all of his benefits. Verse 3 says, who forgives all your iniquities? Who heals all of your diseases? Say, I'll take that. Without doubt. Just say, I'll take that. I'm, I'm believing for that. Amen? Dr. Hagen always said, it's mine, I have it now. It's a promise, it's mine, I have it now. Amen. 
God says, I love you. Well, it's mine. I have it now. He loves me. You never have to doubt that. He does love you. Matthew 8, 5 through 13. Now when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him, pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered, said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word and my servant will be healed. For I'm also a man under authority, having soldiers under me, and I say to this one, go, and he goes, another come, and he comes, and to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to those who followed, oh, surely I say to you, I've not found such great faith, not even in Israel. And I say to you that many shall come from the east, west, sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the sons of the kingdom will be cast out into outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then Jesus said to the centurion, go your way. I, I, you should underline this, maybe highlight, put an arrow all the way across the page in your Bible. Go your way as you have believed. Amen. You have, say me. Jesus places a responsibility to believe him on you. It isn't the pastor's responsibility. It isn't the guest speaker. It's you. And if you are going to be prayed for, you should come saying, I believe. If you lay hands on me, I'm going to take that healing. Amen? And as you've believed, so let it be done to you. Look at this. And his servant was healed that same hour. Everybody say healed. So healing is here now. When we come together, there's the presence of God, the Holy Spirit is in our midst. Amen? And the healing power of God is always available. You can be healed even today, sitting in the service, hearing this message. You can say, okay, put my hand on myself. I hear this message and I believe I receive. But there's something else you should do. Once you've been prayed for, Start saying, and this is where a lot of people miss it. Everybody say miss it. They, they don't follow up with words of faith. Because we're not moved by how we feel. The Bible says we walk by faith, not by feeling, not by sight. So if hands are laid upon you, some of the great preachers have said, simply say, I receive that. And when you go home and are on the way over the next few days while you're standing in faith, I said standing in faith, simply say, healing was administered to me. Hands were laid upon me. I believe I received. God's healing power is working in me. I said God's healing power is working in me, perfecting a healing and a cure. It's mine. I have it now. Do you know that hundreds of thousands of people have been healed? Look at all the tent revivals, miracles, signs, and wonders, and people that could not walk, walk. People that were blind, eyes were open. People were raised from the dead. It's proven. It's a proven. Smith Wigglesworth. A number of people were raised from the dead. So don't discount, discount miracles. Don't say this healing stuff doesn't work. That's not true. I'll prove it today in God's word. Amen? So, you know, 
We're all called to bring healing to people. Okay, Jesus, look at Mark chapter 16, verse 15. Here we go. You ready? And he said to them, Mark 16, 15, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. That's to the believers, right? That's Jesus' last words. And he who believes and is baptized will be saved, and he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs shall follow those who what? Say it like you mean it. <laughs> those follow those who believe in my name. Aren't you glad we've been given the name that's above every name? The name of Jesus. We've been given that name and that authority to use that name. They'll cast out demons. I've done that. Speak with new tongues. I've done that. They will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. And look at this now. These are believers now, right? They. It didn't say the evangelist or the prophet or the apostle. It said they, the believers, will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. But let me tell you this right now. There's more to be learned. Faith needs to be involved. Because, out of, you know, life and death is in the power of the tongue. Because if a person is prayed for, uh, for salvation even, they go out the door, you know, they prayed for me, but I don't feel safe, so I guess I'm not. You see what I'm saying? God says if you call upon his name and receive Jesus, you are saved, no matter how you feel. And it's the same thing with any other promise. We've got to believe we receive and then go out there and say, thank God it's working. It's working. Amen. It's working. I honored the Lord with the tide today. The windows were heaven open. You don't have to see it or feel it the next few days or next week. Doesn't make a difference. God's healing. God, the windows of heaven. God said, the windows of heaven are open over you. Thank you for that one amen. I said, the windows of heaven are open over us. We honor the Lord. And he says, I'm going to rebuke the devourer just for your sake. I'll take that too. How about you? I have seen many answers to prayers over the 45 years of pastoring. I've been protected. We've, God's helped us avoid serious accidents. Many things I have seen, and I've seen people, many, many miracles, signs, and wonders. Hallelujahs. I had, a, I had a great man come to our church in the beginning of the ministry, Jim Spillman. He came, well, first of all, we'd seen him in Minneapolis, and I mean, practically, well, one guy, one guy got prayed for, he immediately fell back and hit, hit, a, hit a, those are hard pews in those days, not soft chairs like this. I could hear it across the whole auditorium. He woke up, never felt a thing, completely healed. He came to our church and preached a message, and a guy in the service was healed of a hernia. I mean, visibly, completely healed. Healing is for today. Healing is God's will. Jesus taught the kingdom of God in Luke 4, 18. The spirit of the Lord is upon me, Jesus said, because he's anointed me to preach the gospel. How many know the gospel is the good news? To the poor, he sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, and to set at liberty those who are oppressed. Luke 9.11. Luke 9.11. Yes, we have a lot of scriptures. Because I want you to see what the Bible has to say, not what Pastor Dan has to say about healing. So when you walk out here today, in your heart and in your mind, I want you to say, you know, healing's for today. Healing's for me. 
and I'm going to stand in faith for it. Everybody say, stand in faith. When the multitudes knew it, Luke 9 and 11, they followed him and received them, and he spoke to them about the kingdom of God and, and healed those who had need of healing. So in other words, teaching the kingdom of God, preaching the Bible, you know, produces healing, and, and really healing, salvation, healings, filled with the Spirit, should not be separated because it's all the good news, amen. We have the power over the enemy. And Philip in Acts chapter 8 verse 5 wasn't a special uh, evangelist or sp a special prophet, but he was just a great man of God. It says in eight, eight, Acts 8 5, then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. And the multitudes with one accord heeding the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the, what? Miracles which he did. Well, the, the Lord did that through him. For unclean spirits crying with a loud voice came out of many who were possessed. And many who were paralyzed. Wow, is there anything too hard for God? Paralyzed and lame were healed. And there was great joy in that city. So in other words, when the gospel is preached, in the power of the spirit, salvations, healing, people being set free from addictions in the name of Jesus, no matter what you're facing today, God can help you. There's nothing too hard for God. People say, I just can't overcome this. You are snared by the words of your mouth. We have to know that with God, though, trusting in him and asking for his help, we can overcome anything the devil throws at us. No matter what addiction, no matter what bad habit we have, if we ask the Lord to help us, he can deliver us from us. Can you say amen? amen. So, you know, 1 Corinthians 4.20 says, For the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. So we have the word of God, but it's powerful. So the kingdom message is a healing message. You know, God's will is that you be healed. So you say, well, does God have a purpose in my illness? No. But the enemy, it says in John 10.10, comes to steal kill and destroy. These afflictions and, 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 and troubles and tribulations come. Jesus said they would in John 16, 33. In this world you'll have tribulation. How many of you have had any of that? But be a good cheer. I've overcome the world. I've given you the power. Amen. I've given you authority. Keep the devil under your feet. Give him no place in your life in Ephesians 4, 27. So we have to make sure we've not missed it somewhere and repent of it and get, get in faith. Amen. But uh, faith comes when we know the will of God in our heart. Yeah. Amen? I said people perish for lack of knowledge. Well, we need to know what the word of God is and know what the will of God, and we've got to know that healing is for me. So important because how many know in this life, we've only got one life on this earth, and I want to live healthy. How about you? So healing is very important. And Romans 10, 17 says, Faith cometh by hearing and hearing and hearing the word of God. It doesn't come from having heard once. It comes by hearing and hearing and hearing. How many parents have children that need to be told over and over again to clean their room? And maybe a few years down the road, it finally sinks in, okay? So, 
There was no sickness in creation. It came after the fall of man. Genesis 1.31, then God saw everything that he had made, and indeed it was very good. Listen to this powerful scripture. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit in power. Everybody say power. power. Holy Spirit in power anointed Jesus. He's anointed us. Okay. Who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by who? Oppressed by who? The devil. the devil comes to oppress people. Jesus comes to set them free. Never get that mixed up. God has anointed us as believers to lay hands on the sick and, and, and see people set free from addictions, set free from oppression and anxiety by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Not anything we could do, but the healing power of God delivering power of God flowing through us, and the believer says, I'll take that. I come for healing, and I'm going to get it. Amen? So wherever the Lord is, the presence of God and the healing power of God is available. Hebrews 13, 8. You say, is the Bible still relevant? You better believe it. Don't even listen to anybody that says it's not. Hebrews 13, 8. Jesus Christ is the same Yesterday, today, and forever. God never changes. His message never changes. The word never changes. John 6, 38, listen to this now. This is coming from the head of the church. I've come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. Jesus never made anybody sick. Isn't that good? You know, some people get, the, well, you know, maybe God made me sick. No, he, God does not have any sickness in heaven to give you. Okay? Mark 1, 39, and he, uh, and he was preaching in their synagogues throughout all Galilee, casting out demons. Now a leper came to him. This is good. Imploring him, kneeling down to him and saying, oh, if it's your... If it's your will, if, it, if you're willing, Jesus, if you're he didn't know, did he? He had a little doubt in his mind. He didn't really know. You can make me clean. Then Jesus moved with compassion. How many know we need that? Stretched out his hand and touched him and said, these are, these are words you should remember all your life. He was wondering if it was God's will to heal him. How many know God's not a respecter of people? And Jesus said this, I am willing be cleansed. Be cleansed. Well, listen, if, if he's willing, he is. If he's willing for the leper to be cleansed, he's willing for you and I to be healed. Amen. Otherwise, he'd be a respecter of people. But God anointed him with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good and healing all who were sick and oppressed of the devil. The leper had his doubts. But we don't have to doubt. We got the word. Come on, we got the word on it. Oh, but the doctors say, the doctors, the doctors are, are there to tell you what, what you have to believe God for. But you got to be the one doing the believing. He doesn't have the final say so. I mean, in throughout history, there are thousands of tens of thousands of testimonies that people went there 
And when they got back to the doctor for the checkup, it was gone. They had a miracle along the way. So Mark 5.22, and behold, one of the rulers of the synagogue came, Jairus by name, and when he saw him, he fell at his feet and begged him earnestly, saying, My little daughter lies at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her that she may be healed. Now there's something different about this man. He came, he was, you know, he came and he, his faith was speaking. He said, just come and lay hands on her and, and she'll, she may, that she may be, and she may live. He had faith, didn't he? Amen? And Jesus will meet us at our point of faith. Mark 5, 24. So Jesus went with him and a great multitude followed him and thronged him. And now a certain woman in the midst of this now, in the midst of him going there, a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all, how many know it costs a lot to, today in the medical field? <laughs> okay? And she spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. This could bring some hope to some people. And when she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. Now listen to this. Here's the same thing as with this other one she began to speak faith. There's a difference between doubting and faith. We need to have confidence and we need to trust God's word. Here's what she said. She said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. She just knew if she could get to Jesus, she could be healed. Mark 5, 31, his disciples said to him, you see the multitude here? You say, who touched me? And he looked around to see her who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing that what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, listen to this now, notice her faith. He said to her, daughter, your faith. Everybody say, my faith. faith. Whose faith? faith? Your faith. This is so important. Your faith has made you well. Faith in what? Faith in God. Faith in the word. Faith in the promise. You lay hands on me, I'll be healed. So how many know that puts a lot of the responsibility upon the person coming to be healed, not just the person praying for you? How many can see that? Our, our, say my faith. Jesus talked about no faith. He talked about little faith. He talked about great faith. He talked about amazing faith. So our faith can grow. When we were born again, Our spirit was made alive and God put faith in your heart. And he put his nature on the inside of your love. Now, do we automatically, oh, I just love everybody now. No, we have to grow and mature. Amen? Renewing our mind. We grow in faith. How? By by using it. And we're to be an active doer of the word of God. Maybe it may be hard for you to forgive for the first time, but you do it. It gets easier and easier. Then pretty soon, it's just second nature. Forgive people right away before it gets to you. Amen? And uh, so we've got to grow in faith, and that takes time. Amen? Keep using your faith. Don't give up. It's not always instantaneously. So let's see. Uh, well, okay. Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Be healed of your affliction. And God's not a respecter of people. Amen? While he was still speaking, some came to the ruler of the son of God's house who said, your daughter's dead. Don't trouble Jesus any further to the master. As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, here's the word. 
Do not be afraid. Only believe. You know, I'm glad that God gave us a scripture in 1 Timothy 1.7. God says, I have not given you a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. Because how many of the enemy will come when somebody has symptoms and fear tries to grip them? You have to rebuke that fear. And we have to place our faith in the Lord. Amen? And, and, and walk in faith and, and uh, love God, knowing God's going to help us. Mark 5, 37, and he permitted no one to follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. In other words, we should surround our pe faith, ourselves with people of faith. Don't, don't, don't surround yourself with people say, oh, that faith stuff doesn't work. <laughs> it does work, but you've got to work it. Okay, and he came to the house of the ruler of synagogue and saw a tumult there of a who wept and wailed loudly. When he came in, he said to them, why make this commotion and weep? This child's not dead, but sleeping. And they ridiculed him. But when he had put them all outside, he took the father and mother of the child and those who were with him and entered where the child was laying. And he took the child by the hand and said, Talakumi, which is translated, little girl, I say to you, arise. Immediately the girl arose and walked, for she was 12 years of age. And they, they were overcome with great amazement. Matthew 8, 5. Now when Jesus entered Capernaum, a certain a centurion came to him pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant's lying at home, paralyzed, dreadfully tormented, tormented, tormented. And Jesus said to him, I'll come and heal him. And verse 8 said, the centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof. Now here he said some amazing statement. But only speak a word and my servant will be healed. Amen? Just speak a word and my servant will be healed. Okay, Mark 2, 1. And he entered Capernaum after some days and it was heard that he was in the house. How many know he's in the house today? Immediately, many gathered together so that there was no long room to receive them, not even near the door. And he preached the word to them. Faith comes by hearing, right? And they came to him bringing a paralytic who was carried by four men. And when they could not come near because of the crowd, they uncovered the roof. In other words, they tore the tiling off. They had to get up on the roof somehow, right? There was, in other words, they, they were determined to get their, 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 their friend healed. How many can see that? Get a ladder, climb up the roof. How did they get that guy up there? Man, it's a lot of hard work getting a guy up in a cot, four guys. But they got him up there. Then they tore the roof apart and dropped him down. <laughs> and it says, so they uncovered the roof where he was. So when they had broken through, everybody say broken through. They let down the bed in which the paralytic was lying. And when Jesus saw their what? Let me ask you this. Did you see a sense of determination to get their friend healed here? They didn't give up, did they? They tore the roof apart. And, 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 and I, I'm sure everybody was amazed. Here he comes down, and he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven you. And some of the scribes, when Jesus saw, he saw their face, said, Your sins are forgiven. Some of the scribes were sitting here and reasoning in their hearts, Why does this man speak blasphemies like this? Who can forgive sins but God alone? There's always people, religious people that aren't saved that don't believe any of this stuff. Don't think, don't think everybody believes this stuff. Only, only Christian people that know their Bible. But immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they reasoned within themselves, he said to them, 
Why do you reason about these things in your heart? Which is easier to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven, or to say, arise, take up your bed and walk. But that you may know that the Son of Man has power to forgive sins, he said to the paralytic, I say to you, arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. Immediately he rose, took up his bed, and went out into the presence of them all, so that all were, what, amazed and glorified God, saying, we've never seen anything like this. I'd like, I'd like to be, I'd like people to know, that know you to hear about your miracle and your healing and say, well, I've never seen anything like this. They might come to the Lord over it. Now, 1 Timothy 1.5, now the purpose of the commandment is love from a pure heart, from a good conscience, and from sincere faith. I said that these three things, if you weren't walking in love, or you had a sin consciousness, and didn't really have faith, that could, it could definitely hinder your healing. So why did Jesus forgive sins? Because sin consciousness blocks healing. If a person feels guilty all the time, they're really not going to be able to be in faith. How many know what I'm talking about? So, so sin can hinder people from being, receiving their healing. I'm talking about any kind of sin, even gossiping. Sure is quiet. How many believe that could sin could hinder your healing? Because if you, if you know you're not pleasing God, there's no way you can really be in faith because 1 John 5, 14 and 15 says, to the believers now, this is the confidence we have in the Lord. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us and he'll grant us the petitions we desire. So in other words, it's good to have a good heart, right? A good conscience, walk in love. How many know us as Christians, we need to walk in love? Why is that, Pastor? Because there are people in every different stage of growth, from baby Christianity to youth Christianity to adulthood. And not everybody grows at the same rate. Some people are more excited about the Word and grow in faith, and, you know, and others maybe not so. Maybe they're not reading the Bible at all, and they make mistakes. And how many know we need to have grace for people that make mistakes? How many know that we are not the sum total of all knowledge? How many know none of us have totally arrived spiritually? Come on, put your hand up, right? We'll be growing until the day we're lifted off. And you'll always have to feed on the word and check your heart and walk in love. Why is that, Pastor? Because we leak. We leak of the anointing. We leak of the excitement. And we've got to stir up ourselves, don't we? Come on, we've got to stir ourselves up. Stir up that joy when you go through trials. Stir up your faith. Don't give up. Say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And besides that, I ain't got no quitting sense. All right. Amen. Luke 9.1. I've only got about... Three pages of notes to go. How many can handle? We've already went through almost 10 of them, okay? But I, I, I want you to have enough scripture and, and, and de demonstrations of healing so you cannot go out of here and say healing not for today. It is for today. It's for you too. But you've got to use your faith. You've got to trust God. You've got to apply your faith. You've got to watch what you say. Many people are defeated by the words of their mouth. Are you listening to me? 
I've been a pastor a long time, and I know Christians for years that have got a potty mouth. When any kind of little trial comes, oh boy, I guess stuff doesn't work. I'll never make my bills. They start talking like that. Stop that for those of you that are listening to this program. <laughs> Speak faith. And keep speaking faith. Never give up. Hold fast what the Bible says. The Bible says in Hebrews 10, 23, hold fast to your confession of faith without wavering. Amen? I'm not mad. I'm just excited. I'm just telling you. How many know what I'm saying? We want people to be healed. We want people to have faith in God. Okay? Okay, Luke 9, 1. He, then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power. Everybody say power. And authority over all demons and, and to cure diseases. Well, now, God, how many believe God is not a respecter of people? Now, if he gave it to his 12 disciples, surely we have the same thing. Because Jesus said, go into all the world. He's given us power to preach the gospel. And these signs shall follow them that believe. Amen? Okay. It says, power over demons, cure, cure diseases. He sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. And he said to them, take nothing for a journey, neither staff nor bag nor bread money. Uh, don't, you don't have to have two tunings to peace. Whatever house you enter, stay there and from there depart. And whoever will not receive you when you go out of that city, shake the dust from your feet as a testimony against them. So they departed and went through the towns preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. Underline, healing everywhere. The gospel, in other words, the gospel included more than just salvation. It included healing. It included people getting set free from demonic powers. That's good news. Luke 10, 1. After these things, the Lord appointed 70, everybody say 70 others also, and sent them two by two before his face into every city and place where he himself was about to go. Whatever city you enter and they receive you, eat such things are set before you. And then here's what verse 9. And heal the sick there. And say to them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. Isn't that good? Acts 5, 12. And through the hands of the apostles and many signs and wonders were done among the people. And they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. So that they brought the sick out into the streets and laid them on beds and couches. So some people have thought, well, maybe he's talking about spiritual sickness. No, he wasn't talking about spiritual sickness, although that could be part of it. <laughs> he's talking about sickness, your body. That at the least, the shadow of Peter passing by might fall on some of them. Also, verse 16, a multitude gathered from the surrounding cities to Jerusalem, bringing sick people and those who were tormented by unclean spirits, and they were How many healed? All were healed. Is healing for today? Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever, Hebrews 13, 8. 1 Corinthians 12, 7, but the manifestation 
uh, of the spirits given to each one for the profit of all, for the one's given a word of wisdom through the spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the spirit, another faith by the saint, to another gifts of healings by the same spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy discerning the spirits, uh, and another different kinds of tongues, to another interpretation. All believers, though, there are certain gifts that flow in, 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 in certain evangelists. How many know what I'm talking about? The gift of healings flows in, in some ministers that God has anointed for that. And, uh, you know, the word of knowledge has flown through us. I, I've prayed for people. But everybody, every believer, though, is called to lay hands on the sick. You don't have to be an apostle or those that have the gift of healings or the working of miracles for them. Every one of us can pray for people. You can pray for your children, your grandmas, your mama, your dad, your aunts and uncles. We're all called to pray. Amen? James 5.13 Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing psalms. Is anyone among you sick? Is what he's asking. Call for the elders of the church. People that are mature believers. We have a prayer partners and we have ministers on staff here. We'll, we'll pray for you. But you need to come in faith. You need to come believing. Amen? It says, let him call for the elders of the church. Let him pray over them, anointing with oil in the name of the Lord. We do have oil inside of there. If you want to ask that, that that's a, there's some here. That, in other words, the oil doesn't heal you. It's simply a point of contact. Simply saying, praise God, we're going to anoint you with oil and the healing power of God is going to flow into you. It, it's the laying on of hands. It's faith in God, not faith in oil, okay? Now, this is the final one right here. So let him pray over him, anointing with oil in the name of the Lord, and the prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise him up, and if he's committed sins, he will be forgiven. God's healing power is tangible. The presence of God is here. Do you know that Christ lives in you? And Christ the healer lives in you. So you have Jesus living on the inside of you. You have that healing power available. You can literally lay hands on yourself and declare healing and health for your body. Say, Father, you said any word, if I ask anything according to your will, you'd hear me and grant me the petitions that is our Lord. I believe that with your stripes we were healed. And now I lay hands on myself and I thank you for your healing power working, flowing through me, perfecting a healing and a cure. I claim my healing today. Symptoms have to go. Devil, I bind you. You're under my feet. And I thank God that his healing power is working in me and I'll be okay. Amen. Say, well, you see, you see somebody three days later, how are you doing? People like to ask that. How are you doing? Say, marvelous. God's healing power is working to me. I'm recovering. I'm getting better every day. How do you like that for a confession? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? People like to ask, ask that. Why don't, why don't you shock them and say, I am doing incredible. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. It's okay to smile. How many believe God's healing power is available 24-7? How many believe it's Bible? You don't have to wonder anymore or question like the leper, is it your will? It is God's will. I've proven it by, I think, 26 scriptures at least today that healing is Bible. 
You know, isn't it pretty? I mean, if we, what if people, there are people that they, they don't even know the will of God concerning salvation. That's why the gospel has to be preached. Because they're, they're, they're not saved. They don't know they can be. But if you and I tell them, God's will is for you to be saved and enjoy life. Amen? His will is for you to go to heaven one day. But in the meantime, you can enjoy life and tell people about the Lord. Amen? And, and He's with you. The joy of the Lord is your strength in every battle you face. People don't know that. They don't know it's God's will to be saved. Well, they, they need to hear the gospel. Some people don't know it's God's will for them to prosper. They think they're, they, they, they've heard this teaching. Well, you know, you're supposed to be humble and poor. That's not what the Bible says. The apostle Paul, a prophet, prayed that we'd prosper. God said, if you honor me with your tithes and offerings, I'll bless you. You sow your seed, I'll multiply the seed. He just doesn't want us to love money. There's so much to know in the Bible about the will of God. God has his will for marriage. Husband and wife, man and woman, come together and get married. And have children. Okay? God, we, we need, so if we ask anything, well, what is God's will concerning this? Other? Well, I'll tell you what. Let's just go to the Bible. And we'll find out God's will. This is it right here. It's, I, can, I can tell you what the will is. You don't have to worry about it anymore. Or wonder or doubt. This is God's will for your life. But some people reject the will of God. Because they want to do their own thing. How many want to do God's way? I pray today that this message did not bring any condemnation to anybody, but enlightened us to know it is the will of God to be healed. Never doubt it again. Go through it. Never doubt it again. Now, we've got to get, build up your faith. You can do that by getting healing scriptures. There, we have books out there on healing scriptures. You, you can read them and read them. You know, Dodi Osteen was attacked years ago with cancer, and she got healed. But ever since that, I'm, I'm going to guess it's 30, 40 scriptures. Every day she reads before she ever leaves the house on healing to, to just keep her faith built up. God's will is for me to be healed. She got healed of cancer. Amen? And God's healing power is available. And I pray right now, put your hand in your body if you want to. And Father, we thank you that your healing power is tangible. There's an anointing here. We've spoke your word. We know your will. It's your will for us to be healed in our bodies. So, Father, I thank you that the healing power of God is being administered by the words of my mouth right now. The sincere said, just speak a word only and my servant will be healed. So I speak a word over every member, all your children here, everyone that's in this auditorium. I speak healing over your body in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Father, that your healing power now is working in all those that believe and receive and hold fast to their confession that God, your healing power is working in us, perfecting a complete healing and a cure. We claim your healing today and we say we believe it. It's in your word. It's ours. We have it now. It's working in me. God's healing power is working in me, and I'm going to hold fast to that every day. I won't allow the devil or people or circumstances to change my confession. With your stripes, Lord, we were healed. And that means we are healed. It's working in us. Christ the healer lives on the inside of me, working in me. Come on. Hallelujah.
Glory to God. Well, we can live long and strong and healthy. Amen. Praise the Lord.